Views expressed on this program are those of the sponsors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Indices mentioned are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Asset allocation and diversification strategies cannot assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated. All right, welcome to Plan for Life Now, the podcast. I am Steve Kiliani. And I am Dave Murray. You hesitated there for a second. Uh, it's a rainy day today. You okay, you sure I, you know who you are? I've only had two cups of coffee, so I need to know who I am on this rainy Thursday here in Washington, D.C. <sighs> Excellent. Maybe we should tell all of our listeners about all the, the changes going on here at the firm as far as physical locations i think we should i think this is the reason we haven't done a podcast this has been our longest stretch of no podcasting we've been a little bit busy so first of all for those of you who are used to meeting us in gaithersburg in the kentlands no worries we have not changed buildings we've just gone down from the third floor to the second floor right so don't worry you're going to meet us in the same place as you always have um but for us it's been a big pain Right. I mean, even going down one floor, you got to move all your stuff. You got to, you know, change all your addresses. It's it's been quite a pain. Right. It's still it's still moving, and nobody likes moving. And many of you listening are hopefully in your final dwelling. <laughs> so, <laughs> geez, that sounds so final. It's <laughs> well, look who's listening. You know, yeah, people they, are moving for the last time. If they're they in their be sixties or you know seventies, this is it. Wherever right. they're living, probably is. Hopefully, you don't want to move again. Yeah. All right. And completely coincidental to the move, the one floor move here in Gaithersburg has been the change to our Tyson's and Bethesda offices. So we will still have Tyson's and. Now, Chevy Chase, pretty close to Bethesda. We will still have those offices, of course. Um, but the one in Tyson's is about, what would you say, about 300 yards away from the old one? Yep. It's pretty close, um, but so it's, it's down the street. Just down the street there. Um, completely coincidental that the, the firm that we use, we had executive space where you got a certain number of conference room hours each month. They stopped offering that at that Tyson's location, so we had to find a new uh, a new place. Right. So all so of our all clients coincided. Be, all of our clients will be meeting us at a new office. Well, but in Gaithersburg, not really. No, Gaithersburg right? will be meeting so, us in the old office. It's new for us. You're right. right yeah. But Tyson's, so, it'll be a new office. Very yeah. nice office. Very uh, very modern. I like it. Yeah. So that's had us pretty busy, um, but. I saw something the other day, and it was just too good not to talk about this. Um, and I posted it on Facebook a couple days ago. So if, if you don't like our Facebook page, which 
Most people don't. <laughs> I'm not on but, Facebook. Even though you can okay. find me, you'll say, well, Dave's on Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't even know how to get no. on it. I just, right. Well, your wife, there. your wife is active on Facebook. so She is. She likes all of the articles that we post there. Good. Yeah. Her and uh, not too many others. Um, <laughs> but I, I saw this article, and this was fantastic. Because if, if you're a current client of ours, and we've sat down for a review... Well, frankly, any time, which we do regularly, um, we spend a good bit of time talking about the history of the markets, talking about the nature of stocks and the way that they go up and down, and basically kind of setting this expectation that we've been going through a relatively low volatility time period of rising stocks for a long time. And that's not always the norm. The norm is more volatility, corrections, bear markets, bad things happening, stock prices right. fluctuate. But even, you know, I was thinking about this. It's also you more periods of despair. Yeah. It's not just going down. Oh, it's down now. It's periods no, of despair. No, right. It's like, not only is it down, I don't think it's ever coming up. Periods of despair. The last period of despair was 2008. Yeah. The financial crisis. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point because people say, oh, yeah, I understand that stocks go up and down. What they don't always connect is that the reason stocks are going down is because the media is bombarding all of us with how terrible this current crisis is. Right. And, and right? I should also mention stocks were down 2014 through six. They weren't exactly flying high in all no, this bull yeah. market. They've been flat for a sure. while. But that never, even 2011 was down with yep. that S&P downgrade and stuff. But none of that was a period of despair. Right. It kind of came close. You're right. The S&P, when uh, Standard & Poor's downgraded the U.S. credit rating, this was had to do with the debt ceiling and all that. That was probably as close as we've gotten since the financial crisis to despair. And I think at that time, the S&P 500 dropped I think it was close to 17, 18%, somewhere in that range. Um, but you're right, that out and out feeling of, oh my gosh, the, the financial crisis, the bottom is falling out. This might take years to recover, if ever. We haven't had that in quite a while. So, like I said, we spend time in all of our meetings talking about, you know, <laughs> stocks will go down eventually. How are we going to react to it? We've got to have a plan in place. We've got to know where your income's coming from. We've got to know what assets are not affected by stocks. So that all leads us to this article um, by Josh Brown. He runs a website called The Reformed Broker. Um, it's a pretty good read, and he's kind of in the know in the industry, and I, I think one of the better ones as far as, you know, not being sensational, um, you know, promoting right. things and all that. So he has here, how many predictions were these? Was this 15 predictions? Yeah, he had 15 predictions of what he thinks will happen when the stock market goes down 20%. Right. And the reason we're now, talking about this is because you and I think these predictions are really good I, predictions. Yeah. I these mean, just I, sound like totally nailing it. Right. So let, let's try to go through as many of these as we can. I think we can get them all. Um, first of all, you know, he says Vanguard loses 10 to 15% of its assets under management. So what is that about? In the past couple of years, we've seen a tremendous 
amount of money flow into indexing strategies, passive investment strategies like Vanguard. And the whole idea is let's go into these passive strategies, pay the lowest cost possible, and participate in some way in in the stock market. And what he's anticipating is as soon as the market goes down, all this money that's been rushing into that is going to say, oh, wait, investing in stocks is not free. Right. There's a risk to it. Exactly. <laughs> and that risk is going to cost you on the downside. So I I agree. I think, you know, I can think of a lot of, um, you know, mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, whatever, that went up quite a bit. In the late 90s, early 2000s, everybody thought they were gods. You know, there were mutual funds that hadn't lost to the S&P in 15 straight years. And then all of a sudden, the the market went down. And quite frankly, you and I, for the most part, are believers in the passive argument. The passive argument is, over the long haul, look how stocks do. Mm -hmm. And people are saying, and if you look at a Vanguard, a very low cost, and other funds like that, just matching the index. Right. What's the catch? Well, what will the catch be? Oh, that stocks go down periodically. Yeah. That's not what people are thinking when they pull their money. My money's going down. No one told me about that. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sure he'll be dead on. Um, Number two, uh, reporters will start doing stories about uh, the terrible performance of large robo-advisors. Now, we've talked about robo-advisors before. Uh, A robo-advisor is basically this idea that... A full financial advisor, which Dave and I would be full financial advisors, sits down with you, goes over your investment plan, your retirement plan, you know, maybe insurance plan, estate plan, all that kind of stuff, and also comes up with an investment allocation and manages and rebalances your portfolio. Right? Right. That's all part of the package. Um, a robo-advisor basically just does that last part. It takes the investments that you have and says, based on your risk tolerance and time horizon, we will manage the portfolio, so buy and sell and trade, based on those factors there. It's another version of a passive type of investment, for the most part. Um, So it's not going to be a surprise that when the market goes down, when everybody's used to everything going up, they're going to say, oh, these robo-advisors did terribly. (laughs) They did terribly. It's not that they did terribly. They did what they're going to do. Right? It's just, Correct. That's the well, way it... <laughs> that's a really good prediction. Yeah. <laughs> um, then he talks here about some you know, big um, you know, institutional managers who recently have been raising a lot of money and how they'll be the new it girl. Um, and I think you could substitute any investment in there. You know, somebody's going to have the right timing when it comes to the next market downturn. And you know, you, there were a handful of people prior to the 2008 crisis that bet big on the mortgage market melting down. They looked brilliant. Were they brilliant or did they just have good timing? Right? For the most part, they just had good timing. Yeah. Um, well, you got to, I mean, a lot of investors have to decide if they're going to use an advisor, what they're looking for in an advisor. And a lot of times when you compare fees, Look at the fees of some of these people who are, I call them more predictors. Whatever they're Mm -hmm. doing, whether it's a hedge fund or managing a fund or whatever, they're going to bet on something happening. If they call that bet, wow, that was worth the fee. It might have been a big fee, but it was worth the fee. 
of course, when they bet wrong, it's like you lost. Right. And, and that's that. Versus advisors who sort of, you know, I, I would put us more in the category of we're planning on managing your money through the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. How do these trends look over 10 or 15 years and how do we make decisions based on the long haul, which is versus a short term. When yep. they call it the it girl, I always think of that as a short term oh, bet. It's totally short term. Yeah. On what might happen. Uh, number four, Warren Buffett will once again look like a genius as he puts some of his $95 billion in cash to work. I mean, that's just classic Buffett that, you know, <laughs> you know, he always says buy when others are fearful, sell whenever others are greedy. It, so, and we talked about this in another podcast. That's easy to say after the it's fact. It's very easy It's now. very hard to do. And it in the fights moment. common sense about it. You're normal about everything else in your life as much as possible. But Warren right. Buffett, when everything is low and it looks horrific, that's when he's out, you know, making deals. And if the average investor could move a little bit of their money when things are really low out of conservative into mm-hmm. stocks. Right. <laughs> Forget about making the kinds of bets that Warren Buffett does, but even to move a little bit into more aggressive when things are very low is extremely difficult yeah. for the average investor, even though time and time again, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, number five, some lucky doomed saying charlatan who's been wrong about the market for eight years will cherry pick some crash comments and attempt to become the new guru of the moment, right? So we can certainly see this. Somebody who has been saying, oh, it's going to crash, it's going to crash, it's going to crash. When it finally does crash, they're going to say, ha, look how brilliant I am. But he adds a, another note in here. It won't work as well this time. Because this days we these days we have social media, we have the receipts, right? Basically right. saying we have the evidence. Now I'm going to disagree with him on that point because I don't think most people are going to pay attention to that. <laughs> I think they're just going to see, oh, this guy got it right. He's not going to pay attention to all the people who said, well, wait a second, he's been, you know, the expression is always, all right. if you stand outside long wait. enough and scream that it's raining. It's yeah, I rain. know what you're saying. I'm. I can't agree with you more, and him less. Right. You're going to tell me that we're going to look at factual based evidence, remember it from the past, and then say yes, that's what's going on right now. <laughs> Fine. That is not the environment we're in. That's right not now. the environment we're in. So I think you're right about that one, Steve. Um, let's see. Many financial advisors, uh, especially those who are based mainly on asset management, will have trouble convincing their clients to hang on to their portfolio. Um, so I had an interesting take on this one because I, I thought, you know, of all of these, this one sort of most directly hits at what we're trying to accomplish with clients and how we work with people and put together portfolios. And I think the point that he's trying to make is the people who are simply saying, hey, we're really great at managing money, right? We know the right managers. We know the right investments. We can do this you know, better than everybody else. And maybe let's assume for a second that they are good at that, right? If the rest of the market lost 35% and they lost 33%, their client, if that's the whole reason that they hired them, still isn't going to be too thrilled. <laughs> they might be excited going, hey, we only lost 33. Aren't we geniuses? And they go, no, you're, you're almost as much of an idiot as everybody else. 
where I think we try to differentiate ourselves and and I you know think some other advisors do this, but probably not most, is by having good investment strategies, certainly we want that, but having it within the context of an overall plan where we can specifically point to ahead of time, right now, and say, okay, if the market crashes and it takes five, six, seven years to recover, how are you going to live? And we can point and say, okay, we've got this much income coming in. We've got this much in cash. We've got this much in bonds. If or when the market crashes, here's the game plan. Right. Versus just saying, hey, we, we only lost you know 33% instead of 35 Aren't we brilliant? Right. Oh, and I would add to that, I think advisors, and we're certainly not the only ones who fall in this category, advisors who really believe in honest communication and a lot of communication with their clients. Oh, you yeah. know, we're not, you know, we're, we're like it. As we work with our clients, many of you do not want to be bothered by us. I'm never at the bothering client. Hey, you know, what? I'm calling you again. Leave me alone. <laughs> I get it. But at the same time, we always want our clients to call us whenever they have an issue. Sure. Especially when things might be temporarily down or who knows. Right. And certainly in every meeting we have with every client, we're always having a real communication. Not just everything's rosy, even when things are great. Lately, things have been very good in the markets. But, hey, here's the reality. of this. this, this I call it reality communication. <laughs> Not just the good, but also the bad, and always reminding what your game plan is and where we are. So when you're in that kind of communication mode with your clients, and then things actually do right. bottom out, you're... You know, you're the client is much more aware of where they stand, you know, and thinking that way versus, hey, many advisors would think that it's better to just stick on the rosy side, go crazy (laughs) with promotion and maybe even trying to sell their clients on more investment when things are good and sort of ignoring when things are bad, which I would personally, A, it's not real, B, I could see why. Uh, clients would, would be turned off by something like that. Yeah. Um, all right. A couple other things in here. Number seven, tactical strategies. Tactical strategies are basically ones that try to say, okay, everything's going up now, so we're going to be in more growth stuff. Everything's going down. We're going to be more cash and you know maybe gold or more defensive strategy. And those are, yes, those are always hot during you know market turbulence. Because just like we said, you know, there's going to be some guru who gets the timing right. There's going to be some tactical strategy that gets the timing right, and they're going to look brilliant. Um, but the problem is, it's it's more luck than skill. There, it's mm, not. Problem is, that's classic, and it's fair. Hey, guess what? This capitalist society. If, if they sure. were called timing the market strategies, nobody would do it. <laughs> right. Tactical. Oh, now it's General Patton. Right. <laughs> Tactical. But if you called it timing the market strategies, well, I heard timing the market never works. Oh, no. Tactical. tactical. That works. Right. Um, you know, he talks here about <laughs> President Trump will call for Janet Yellen's head on Twitter. Okay, maybe. All right. But you, that, that's um, not a hard prediction. That could be any government official <laughs> along the way. Uh, he talks about some currency fluctuations, the yen blowing out versus the euro. Yeah, I don't have a great take on that one. Um, some of these, you know, the guy, I think he used to always be on CNBC, Dr. Doom, Mark Faber. 
You, you remember oh, yeah. seeing him? No, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, and there's another other another guy, Peter Schiff, who is a perma bear. Is always everything's going down. It's all being manipulated. Put it in gold. I don't know the ins and outs of this, but he said right now they've been relegated to web video. All of a sudden they'll be back in the mainstream, right. which you know I could see that. Right. Um, you know, along the, you know, a lot of these things are along the same lines. There'll be a bunch of "I told you so" moments from certain types of investors. Oh, I told you this was going to happen. Um, here's something that that I think would really apply: ordinary investors who have not learned from history. Um, will be listening to all of the worst advice, making temporary declines into permanent losses. And that's, I mean, that's what we talk about again and again, is the way that you do well in stocks over the long term is to avoid selling when they're down. Right? If your back is against the wall and you have to sell when stocks are down, that's it. You've, you've lost there. The only way you can do well is to not have to sell when they're down. How can you accomplish that? Well, you've got to segment out your assets to figure out how much do I have in bonds and cash and other right. things where I know the money is coming in. I mean, this is an educational process. Like when I was working on my golf swing, I read lots of books. I'll try to get instruction, but Ben Hogan communicated to me Whatever he wrote in his book, that made sense to me. It was pretty basic. That communication worked for me. I got better at golf using his principles. And basically, it's been eight or nine years of sticking with one way to go. So language, just like what you said, temporary losses. We, us advisors, have to redefine temporary. Mm -hmm. Most people think of temporary as a week. <laughs> Don't laugh. I thought temporary, you were say three months or something. That, it, it, temporary could be a week. Temporary sounds like three months is a long temporary. Temporary in retirement planning and, and investing for the rest of your life, it could be years. Yeah, it could be several so, years. So how you define and educate <laughs> with, with what's going on is pretty darn important in conditioning, you know, if you guys listen, conditioning you, the, being the clients, to, to sort of do this the right way or what we feel is is going to end up being victorious. If victorious means having enough money through retirement mm -hmm. in the long run. Right. And, and trying to define the long run <laughs> and defining words like temporary when it comes to investments is really important because you can never – and I think that's the gist of this article. Yeah, it's You entirely. cannot underestimate – the the force of the next bear market right psychologically yeah well and you've made this point many times before it's it's going to be different this time just because information and news is that much more available than it was before you know i got my first iphone in september of 2008 right so that was when i got my iphone before that i had a flip phone you know, I, I guess I could check stocks on it, but it was hard. It was slow. You know, it wasn't until September of 2008. Now, you know, everybody's got a smartphone. They've got information. They've got things right. that pop up. It tells and me. And what's the number one killer of the average investor? Technology and information. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, well, it's, because yeah. now you're all over it every day, which is really, you know, you a lot of you who, and again, there is nothing... I will. In fact, I'll preface this. We have a lot of clients who look at their money every day. 
Yep. Nothing wrong with that. And quite frankly, it doesn't mean they act. It doesn't mean they're moving all around and freaking out. They just like to follow it. Right. So this is a generalization. But we have a lot of clients who I think, but we never really ask them, never, ever, except when they meet us, look at No, there's a money. handful of people who tell us that. They they're go, retirement you know money. I don't look at this stuff. I know it goes up and down. And I'm, you know, confident that you guys have put a game plan together to get us through it, and I don't look at it. Now, I know that's not the psychology of everybody, but, you know, some people, that's how they approach it. Um, All right, last couple of things here, and then we'll wrap up. Ordinary investors who are listening to the right people will stay the course, blah, blah, blah. They will do well, right? That was what we were just saying. of course, what we were just saying. And then the very final thing, um, buy and hold will once again be pronounced as dead, um, you know, it's been pronounced dead many times in the 80s, in the early 2000s, after the financial crisis. Buy and hold still a very good strategy. Um, and it's just one part of your overall strategy. But, you know, this whole timing the market, tactical allocation, whatever you want to call it, it, it just doesn't make sense long term. Right. So. Now, you could listen to this whole podcast, this episode, and say, mm-hmm. oh, that makes common sense. Right. Wait till things actually happen. All these predictions, uh-huh. or most of these predictions, will come Let's true. Let's see if we can refer people back to this when it happens and see how many of them actually come true. Right. That'd be interesting. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you. Talk to you next week. <laughs>